Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we here chat to writers, directors, producers, designers, anyone and everyone who works within the theatre industry. And on today's episode we are joined by Simon Mole, the poet, writer, performer of The Great Big Dinosaur Show, which is currently on tour until early March this year. We'll have all of the tour dates and ticket prices for everything that you need to know about the tour at the end of this episode. But for now, please enjoy this interview. Hello there Simon and welcome to the Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I am very good, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on Simon. Today we are talking about the Great Big Dinosaur Show, a show which is touring from February to March and a show which I'm excited to talk about because let's be honest, who doesn't love dinosaurs? It just seems to be that, you know, there's always toys of dinosaurs that everybody loves to play, no matter how old they are, whether or not you're an adult playing with your child or you're just a child discovering dinosaurs and all these different species. Simon, talk to me first about how you first found your love for dinosaurs. Ah, very, very good question. I think like like a lot of people, I remember enjoying them as a kid. And then to be honest, it's been more like since I had my own children getting back into it. So I will admit straight off the bat that there has been a period of my life in between those where I wasn't continually involved in finding out about dinosaurs. But it's been really, really exciting. That's with a lot of things, I think, with spending time with children, like you rediscover certain things. And they're seeing things for the first time. And it's a real exciting chance to see things differently or from that that kind of perspective again. Do you know what I mean? Essentially, dinosaurs are like, the most ridiculous massive monsters that you could possibly dream up or imagine so they're awesome in that regard mm. then they actually existed just like doubly cool isn't it you could yeah. try and create some kind of outlandish crazy monster with claws as long as swords on their fingers and their toes or like do you know what i mean and looks a bit like there's this one which literally is like that it's got these huge like claw what well, obviously did have and then it looked a bit like an ostrich with a bit of a peacock tail mixed in. Like, do you know what I mean? You're kind of just whacking together all some yeah. amazing stuff, but then they were actually real. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also like the media as well. Like when you look at all these films that are coming out, you know, CGI, you know, let's talk about, you know, Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Like kids probably see these, whether or not it's the trailers because they're too young to see the full movie. Or like you say, like, you know, coming back as like adults and watching those movies back, but they did genuinely exist. Like, you know, sometimes it's hard to get your head around the fact that... Yeah, yeah. That is worse exciting, isn't it? Like, because, like, they're cool entertainment-wise, but they can really... They're like a a way to learn about a lot of stuff as well as dinosaurs. Do you know what I mean? Just a way to introduce some ideas about deep time or about evolution or insignificance of humans in the grand scheme of the Earth. In a positive way, of course, don't worry. The, The main premise of the show is not... (laughs) <laughs> the relative insignificance of humans in the timeline of earth but it, it, that's an exciting like just how amazing earth is is something that you can explore through dinosaurs if that makes sense that yeah. kind of threadable just life on earth being an amazing thing and dinos is a good route into that i think yeah. And obviously all this fascination with dinosaurs has also merged with your poetry. I know that you write poems and you've got books now out about dinosaurs. So let's talk a little bit about how this show came about. So this is the great big dinosaur show. Talk to me a little bit about the starting blocks of turning this poetry into a show for itself. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So in September, a book of mine came out, which is called The First Book of Dinosaurs, which is a collection of poems about dinosaurs, but non-fiction inspired. So they're fun, they're entertaining. Some of them are a bit silly, but they're all spark. I've basically got some of the most fascinating facts about dinosaurs that I could find and then turn them into poems. A lot of dinosaur books that you get for children, the main selling point is that they've got everything in. But yeah. poetry forces you to be very selective. And I think that's what makes the book exciting. Now, I've always written to perform. So as well as writing poetry for books, I go to schools, libraries, theatres, hospitals, festivals, wherever, doing performances of poetry. So it was always natural for me to think, how would these poems exist live as well? And yeah. I work regularly with a fantastic musician called Gecko. And we just, to begin with, we were just getting together. Can we turn some of these poems into songs? Can we make up some new songs connected to some of them? So some of the show is poems, raps and songs. Do you know what I mean? Just about your favourite dinosaurs or about dinosaurs that you haven't discovered yet. So it's got a bit of a gig feel to begin with. And then without too much of a spoiler, it, it takes a, a bit of an unexpected turn off somewhere to the past who knows and um there's a bit of an adventure section as well the show is really really interactive because a, a big part of how i work with children when doing poetry is through games we play a lot of games which leads to writing do a lot of interactive stuff in the show there's even an improvised section where they shout out suggestions and we freestyle write a song about a made-up dinosaur with the audience do you know what i mean and yeah. that is uh that's a really, really fun bit as well. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really exciting. And so can you give us a glimpse or a taster of one of the poems that may perhaps feature in the show itself? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like another thing that happens in a lot of dinosaur books is those kind of size and weight comparisons, which I always think are, are cool. Like you want to know like, oh, how big is it on a scale compared to this? Or how much did it weigh compared to that? Yeah. So in a poem, I thought it'd be fun to like try and take that a bit further to like play around with that. So it is factually correct as far as anything about dinosaurs can be. But yeah, this is about Brachiosaurus. One Brachiosaurus weighs the same as 30 cars or 80 cows or 100 grand pianos, which is the same as 350 reindeer or 10,000 cats. Ten thousand cats imagine how many leaves you would need to eat to weigh as much as that and that puts it into perspective doesn't it that something prehistoric was walking around this earth that is that heavy <laughs> yeah and it got that heavy from just eating leaves it's, yeah. it's like it's sauropods in general like the diplodocus brachiosaurus like all that kind of section is like is kind of mad really like just how huge they were as vegetarians that was one of the most stressful when it came to fact check in the book there's a lot of different like scales and potential places it could go wrong but it passed through like, yeah we had to have it fact checked by like a proper paleontologist and got some input from the education team at the natural history museum do you know what i mean so like, it has to be as well as being fun it has to be kind of up to date with the latest um because also a thing i wanted to introduce is the idea that like knowledge is a journey as much yeah. as like you know the idea that something i put in the book in a couple of years oh actually they realize that's not true anymore i wanted to like embrace that do you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like 
that's an exciting thing for kids and also because a lot of a lot of children know a lot about dinosaurs so we really wanted to make sure that the show gave space for them to be experts if you see yeah. what i mean if you turn up and you're there with your younger sibling and you're nine and you don't really like dinosaurs you'll still have a laugh it's like a, yeah. a show that hopefully will work for them but also if you're some of the like four-year-old fact-checking dino experts that can pronounce like all of them it needs to feel like they can they're getting something from it they're having fun do you know what i mean so it's a balance of introducing some unexpected dinosaurs or some slightly unexpected facts but also making it fun and accessible you want the grown-ups to enjoy it as well do you know what i mean like i've got kids and my favorite films that i watch with them are the ones where like all of us are sat around enjoying it it works on those different levels do you know what i mean and i kind of i want to make stuff like whether that be books or shows that works like that you know yeah absolutely so obviously the show is going on tour from february until march what are you most excited about visiting all these areas that you're going to on tour oh de- well yeah we're going to some great theaters theaters that i really like that we've been to before like arts depot northern farm and maidenhead half moon um we've been to norwich theater royal before haven't been to stanley arts before so i'm really excited to go there i live in maidenhead so the northern farm one is cool for me i'm wondering whether some of like the children that go to school locally that i've done poetry projects with might come along and heckle me stuff like that there's always something to look forward to there yeah uh, similarly in didcot at cornerstone arts i've done a project with a school around the corner from there quite recently yeah. So I'm kind of hoping, stroke fearing, that maybe like quite a lot of them will turn up. There's another exciting thing on this tour that we've got, is we've got a series of online workshops, uh, which are happening for free, kind of a, a, a roughly around a similar time and going on into April. And so anyone that comes to the show, well, anyone to be honest, but the idea is people might come to the show, maybe get a bit inspired, be like, oh, I, I love dinos, but now I can see that poetry is quite fun as well. And then if they want to come to a free online workshop after, like we give them the flyer to sign up stuff at the venue. And so I run those workshops, but we've also got some with other guest poets. So some are like my absolute favorite writers that are doing stuff for children at the moment, are guesting at some online open mics and some workshops and stuff. So what we want to do is, yeah, just the opportunity to continue that engagement with creativity beyond the initial spark of, oh, that was fun, if they want to. That's really exciting. So obviously this is the tour of the Great Big Dinosaur Show, which once again is going from the beginning of February until the beginning of March. And you've got those online workshops as well for people who would like to get involved. So Simon, before we finish talking about the show, we've obviously spoken about the poetry that is in the show, but is there anything else that you could tease us about the show that you're really looking forward to audiences Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So definitely there is a chicken in the Great Big Dinosaur show that Mm -hmm. has a brief, but I would say starring role. And some people have been asking, what could a chicken possibly be doing in the Great Big Dinosaur show? And I won't answer that, but I will (laughs) say it's definitely one of my favourite moments. Yeah. And that is why people should come and watch the show. That's right. And if they want to get tickets or find out about it, um, at simonmole.com there's an events page where it's all listed and you can click through to the different venues and stuff from there yeah yeah 
Perfect. Well, we'll put all of those links onto the episode notes when people are listening to this episode. Um, Simon, before I let you go, I've got one final question for you. It is the question that we ask everybody who comes onto the podcast, and it is where their stage place is. So Simon, for you, this could be a place where you write your poetry. And, you know, you've been writing this show with the great big dinosaur show. It could be a venue that you've been to before and that, you know, you were really excited to be there and either watch a show or put on a show. It could be the people that you work with. It could be your collaboration with Gecko and, you know, writing these raps and songs about dinosaurs, which are going to feature in this tour. Or it could just be something or someone that has inspired you throughout your career as a poet and as a writer and, you know, as a lyricist for all of these songs. So Simon Mole, for you, whereabouts is your stagey place? Yeah, I would say it has been that, just stealing one of your examples. I think it has been that creative collaboration, both with the musician Gecko and then with the director that we work with, Peter Kirk, because they've got skills that I haven't got. And when you bring something into the room and then, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. And we could do this and this and this. And suddenly, like, it's gone off in an unexpected direction or it's brought to life in a really joyful, exciting way that I couldn't have done on my own. You're like, oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's those moments, I think, where those sparks happen and it goes somewhere different because of the connections between you. Absolutely, absolutely. A, a collaboration is always spoken about quite highly with the guests on this podcast. So it's, it's it's lovely to hear that your collaborations with the director and with musicians and Gecko is just one of your all time favourites, stagey place and stagey people that you like to work with. <laughs> Simon, thank you so much for coming on to talk about the show. Once again, if people want to get tickets, they can go onto your website and we'll put all of the links to all of the tickets and all of the venue dates in our episode notes wherever people are listening to this podcast simon thank you so much for joining me this afternoon thanks and there we go that was my interview with simon mole poet writer and performer of the great big dinosaur show if you'd like to book tickets for its tour which is currently playing around the uk then you can look at our episode notes wherever you are streaming this episode of the stagey place if this is the first time listening to the Stage Place podcast, then why not join us on social media? We're on Instagram, X and TikTok at The Stagey Place. And so until the next time you'd like to join us here on the podcast, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye. <laughs>